Welcome to episode five of In the Abstract, the Lakeland Title podcast. I'm your host, Brian Johnson, the founder and owner of Lakeland Title in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. For this episode, I decided we were going to talk about uh, the Louisiana New Home Warranty Act. So the Louisiana New Home Warranty Act was enacted in 1986, and uh, it was just a way to kind of equalize the treatment of uh, people who had a new home built or had an addition put on their home. Because before 1986, anytime there was a dispute about uh, a defect in a home, uh, you were kind of looking at, you went into court, you were looking at either uh, the sales contract or the construction contract, and there was just a very uh, non-uniform way that those cases were being uh, settled and ruled on. And so you were just getting some very different outcomes. So you could have people with the exact same defect, exact same kind of house, you know, pretty much in equal situations that were getting treated very differently. So in 1986, they enacted the New Home Warranty Act, which just kind of gives everyone an equal playing field. It just sets out the rules of how uh, new homes and additions are going to be treated. So we'll start off with who does the New Home Warranty Act apply to? So it applies to any person, company, or group that constructs a home or an addition to a home and the initial purchaser of that home or the person the addition or home was constructed for, uh, and also any subsequent owners if it's within that warranty period. So a good thing to note is that this does apply to residential only. So it doesn't include uh, any kind of commercial properties. It's only residential properties, but it would include multifamily residential properties. And... So then when does this warranty kick in? So it kicks in on the date the initial purchaser signs the active cash sale or the date the initial purchaser occupies the home. So whichever occurs first. So that's when the clock starts ticking. And now what does it cover? So in the first year, it's going to cover any defective workmanship or anything that's out of code. So pretty much your first year, everything's covered. And so then... Up to two years, it'll cover non-code or defective plumbing, heating, cooling, electrical, and ventilation systems. And so then up to five years, it'll cover non-code or defective foundation, beams, girders, columns, walls, partitions, floors, or roof framing. So that's what's covered. So once you get past five years, nothing else is covered. Uh, And so that's what's covered up to the first year up to year two, up to year five, and there you go. Uh, What doesn't the New Home Warranty Act cover? So it's not going to cover things like appliances. Now, any kind of manufacturer's warranty, you know, of course, would still apply, but that's not going to be on the builder uh, for those kind of things. Fixtures, equipment, fencing. Again, fencing, you might have a separate warranty uh, if a, you know, separate company put up that fence. Uh, Landscaping, including like sodding, trees, shrubs, uh, driveways and walkways. Uh, detached garages are not going to be covered. Uh, damage caused by owner neglect. Uh, damage caused by improper maintenance. Uh, damage caused by improper operation. Uh, grading changes not caused by the builder. Um, owner changes and additions to the home. So if you make any changes yourself, that's not going to be covered because you know obviously the builder didn't do it. Any kind of soil movement, uh, insect damage. Your personal property is just not covered under the, the home warranty. Um, Repair-related expenses, so moving, storage, hotel, things like that, are not going to be covered under the warranty. Uh, Anything that's unreported is not going to be covered, and any kind of mold or mold damage is not going to be covered. 
So now let's say you have uh, discovered a defect. How do you go about making a claim under the Louisiana New Home Warranty Act? So the way you do it, according to the statute, is that you must submit written notice of the defect to the builder via registered or certified mail and allow the builder a reasonable amount of time to make repairs. Now, there's no real legal definition of what a reasonable amount of time is. That's going to be on a case-by-case basis. It's really going to depend on what uh, the defect is and what how extensive the repair is. Generally, uh, you know, that's 30 days usually, but it always depends on what the nature of the repair is. Some repairs are going to take longer. It's going to take longer logistically to just set up making that repair. So it's kind of go on a case-by-case basis. You just kind of want to use your best judgment on that. Uh, you could always consult uh, a construction law attorney on that. Uh, if you're kind of worried about that uh, you're not giving the builder enough time to make that repair or uh, if you've given them too much. So that's something you can always just discuss with somebody who's doing construction law every day and would know a lot more about this than than I would because I'm just doing the, the title side of things. And also claims under the New Home Warranty Act have to be made within one year of the homeowner's discovery of the defect. So that's kind of your time limit. Once you discover the defect, you have to make that claim uh, within a year of that. Um, now, you're probably thinking, well, what happens if I forget about all this because I'm buying a new home in a year or two years, and I forgot that I listened to this podcast and I didn't remember any of this information? Well, the builder is required to give you notice of the New Home Warranty Act at the time of closing. So what we always do at my title company, we always give you a copy of the New Home Warranty Act. We make you sign saying that you got it, and we put it in your packet with all your other closing documents so that you know it's, it's there. You can go look at it for your own reference whenever you need to. And also, you can always call us if you have questions about this, and we can kind of help you out. Like I said, we don't do construction law, but we know enough about uh, the New Home Warranty Act to kind of guide you in the right direction. And most times, when you do buy a new construction home, uh, the builder will give you what's called a 30-day punch list. And they're not required to do this, but most builders just do. It's a 30-day punch list. You'll just keep that you know, in your house, and for 30 days after you move in, you just kind of keep a running list of things that you notice that need to be fixed. And the builder will provide you with a way to submit that after 30 days. And, you know, so they can get those things taken care of on the front end rather than waiting for that year to run out. Uh, and usually the builders will contact you uh, before the year runs out to, to check up on anything because you're going to want to keep that running list even after that 30-day punch list. You're going to want to still keep that running list of things you notice just within the first year of living in a house. Uh, because generally, you know, those first 30 days and that first year is when you're going to notice little things that, that need to be corrected that weren't done right on the on the front end. Because, I mean, builders are people, too. They make mistakes sometimes. It happens. And they will fix those because they are required to by law. So within that first year, I usually recommend just kind of setting a calendar notice in your phone for about, you know, 11 months after your closing date. Just to remind you, okay, it's, you know, it's been... 11 months, I'm going to submit my, my first year uh, punch list of anything that wasn't corrected on that 30-day punch list. And then you've kind of got like a month grace period, you know, to give the builder that time to fix it. If they don't, you can, uh, you know, contact an attorney and file suit uh, well within that one-year time limit. And another practical tip, uh, a lot of people think they don't need to get a home inspected if it's new construction. And a lot of times builders will have their own inspectors on staff that will do the builder's own inspection for them. But you always want to get a third-party inspector before you close on that home just to kind of double-check everything the builder and and their team have done uh, just to get it taken care of on the front end so you don't have to worry about it 
you know, once you move into the house. So that's always a good idea. Get a third-party inspector. If you need a recommendation on an inspector, we, we have some we can uh, recommend for you. But that's always a good idea just to get, you know, an outside party, fresh set of eyes to take a look at that house and make sure that everything is, you know, how it needs to be and is in good shape. And going back to the uh, notice requirements in the New Home Warranty Act, the act itself does say that notice has to be given to that builder by certified mail. Now, if you're doing your 30-day punch list items, you can submit that via email or however the, the builder has told you to submit it because the 30-day, there's nothing in the law that requires that 30-day that punch list. It's just something that a lot of builders do. So if that you want to submit by, by email, you know, that's fine. But when you get to that, you know, 11-month period where you, that year is about to expire, you're really going to want to submit that by certified mail uh, just because that's what the law requires. So to give yourself maximum protection, that's what you want to do. Now, if you're in a situation where, you know, that year has run out and you submitted it by email and you're kind of freaking out at this point, you could still be okay. There have been a lot of cases where the judges have sided with the homeowner in those situations, even though they didn't submit uh, the claim by certified mail like they're supposed to. But again, that's going to be a case-by-case basis. Every judge is going to be different. So you don't want to rely on the leniency of the judge. You want to do things the way that the law requires so that you're completely covered. So just put a little calendar invite again, like I said, you know, reminding yourself at that 11-month mark to submit your, your one-year punch list to the builder via certified mail. Keep that you know, green return card for your records. Keep a copy of the letter, and you'll be all covered you know, if that builder doesn't do what they're supposed to do. Now, most builders will because they're running a business and they just know that they're supposed to do these things. But again, you never know. So just to protect yourself, you're going to want to do it the right way so there's no question. You don't have to sweat it out worrying about whether the judge is going to rule in your favor. You know, Even though in most cases they do rule in the homeowner's favor just because they know that uh, home buyers are not as sophisticated as builders. Builders are supposed to know these kind of things and, and do what they're supposed to do. But again, you don't want to rely on that because you never know. You know, if they go by the, the letter of the law and you didn't submit it by certified mail, they could just say, you know, your case is thrown out because you didn't do it the way that the law says you're supposed to. So just to be on the safe side so you don't have to worry about it, submit it the right way. And another thing to note on this topic is uh, if you've ever bought a home that was an older home, not new construction, you'll a lot of times see the as-is clause in the purchase agreement and also in the uh, active cash sale, which basically says that you're buying this home as-is, any kind of unknown defects that weren't you know, known to the seller but covered up, they're not covered, you're, kinda, you're buying it as-is, you've had a chance to do your inspections, so that's, uh, that's what you're doing. But that doesn't apply uh, for new homes because they're covered by the new home warranty. So if you get to the closing table and you see in that active cash sale that there is an as-is clause, which usually you're going to be required to initial or sign by the as-is clause. So if you notice that and you see that at the closing table, you're going to want to point that out and say, hey, this is new construction. It's not supposed to have this as-is clause. Now, that as-is clause wouldn't apply anyway because it is covered under the New Home Warranty Act. They, they can't opt out of it. It's a state law. But you don't want that cluttering up and confusing things in that cash sale. So it's just going to be something you're going to want to bring to the attention of your closing attorney to say, hey, you accidentally included this as-is clause in this cash sale document. We need that taken out real quick uh, because it's new construction. So it's going to be under the New Home Warranty Act. So that's your basic overview of the Louisiana New Home Warranty Act. As I said, uh, I'm a title attorney. I'm not a construction law attorney. So that was the very basic 
view of it if you are having trouble with uh, some defects in a new construction home that you've purchased. Uh, you should contact a construction law attorney uh, just because they're dealing with this every day. So they're going to know all the ins and outs and all the specifics and they can really help you. Uh, if you need a recommendation, we'd be happy to, to kind of guide you to someone who we think might be able to help you out. Uh, if you need to contact us, you can email us at podcast at brclosing.com. You can always give us a call at 225-387-5005. I'm on Twitter at bjohnson. I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn. And I'm on Instagram at bgjohnson. Uh, My company, Lakeland Title, is on Twitter at lakelandtitlebr. And we're on Instagram at the same thing, lakelandtitlebr. You can also find us on Google and uh, YouTube. If you've used us before, uh, we'd appreciate a review on Google if you had a positive experience. Uh, If you didn't have a positive experience, please reach out to us so we can resolve any kind of issues that you may have had or just kind of improve our service. We're always trying to improve over here. Um, Also, if you'd like to hear any other topics or you have some show ideas or people that you'd like to see us bring on as guests, uh, you know, please reach out and give us that kind of feedback. You know, we'd love to to make the show, uh, you know, more pertinent to, to what's going on with you and We just love to get feedback. So I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next time.